2: Winkler's pretty good in that. Coach Klein, and Red you Amanda likes Tom Hanks in *A League of Their Own*. I've never really, I never really got into that movie.
3: I like that. That's
4: movie. That's a good movie. Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna.
3: That's the. We were watching that movie. That was the first time I told Alex I loved her. It was during a, we were all liquored up during *A League of Our Own*, just watching it. Yeah, I was like, right after he, right after Avoid he really manic,
4: right after the clap, Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say there's no crying in baseball.
3: I love that he signs it to that kid that way. I mean, that's one of the all time moments. He's all he's all boozed
2: up. Uh, we got a uh, tweet here, the Hansen brothers, great supporting characters from sports movies. How about a
3: guy how about the guy that played Ogie Oglethorpe from Slapshot?
2: I mean what did he really do though? He just skated around and looked mean? I know yeah, but I Did he I have mean, any speaking lines in well, the movie? True. Are, are we also just. I mean, not, that's a real. So that's like oh, supporting, wait, about, supporting character. We, are we also, are he's we also an extra? Are Pedro we also, Serrano.
4: Eh. Well, I was going to say, are we leaving out like our show favorite
3: here? Oh. Big Earn? Big Earn McCracken. He, supporting is going, doing a lot of work in that phrase. Well, he's
2: not the main character in the movie, but he's such in a. In many good ways, Big
3: Earn is the focal well, that's point. That's why of the I think movie. Danny, I think that's why Donnie just landed
2: on something great here. He's such an incredible supporting uh, character in that movie, he steals the show. Right.
3: I you almost want to nominate him for that Best Actor. That happens sometimes
2: where you have a movie at the Oscars and the supporting character win, the supporting actor wins the award, and they don't win any other awards. They don't win Best Picture. They don't he win just, Best Actor or He or, or she
3: just delivers the goods. Yeah. You know, there's always a good one in Caddyshack, and this is a way down the list because that movie's basically an ensemble, so it's hard for there to be one. But the guy who plays Denunzi always made me laugh. Like he's just he. What goes, do you got in here, rocks? Yeah, he's such a sleaze ball, but he's like a wise ass. And then by the end, with no real explanation other than everyone likes Danny, he's Danny's friend after being his rival the entire. I have, movie. I have always
4: thought that was a little bit funny. He's, so Danny's
3: technically the main character Danny's, in that movie. Danny is technically the main character. Denunzio is trying to fistfight Danny early in the movie, and then at the end, he's one of the people hugging him yeah. and backslapping him. And then you've got Danny's girlfriend. I'm, I was never a fan. Well, I mean... She's an animal house, too. It's between her and the now dearly departed Lacey Underall. I mean, who are you... Everybody's picking yeah. option B there. You know who always... But she's loyal, Pony. You know who always got on my damn nerves was
2: uh, Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham. Never watched not, it start to finish. Cra- uh, Annie. Never Annie watched Saboy. it start to finish. Never nope.
4: have. Nope. You, Donnie? I've seen it. I haven't seen it, like, multiple times, though. Like, I'm not... I'm certainly not, like, high on that one like a lot of the
3: others. I'm just trying to. You've I won't say me. I'm not high on it, but like I don't know it. You've got me really thinking now of like of sports movies. Like I'm trying to think: is there anybody in Miracle? Because that's another favorite of Alex's. Like that that steals the show from Kurt Russell. Not really. I don't think. Like longest. Too many of them are ensemble movies. That's the problem. Oh, we just talked about this guy yesterday, I, and I mentioned this movie, Cinderella Man. Very good boxing movie. Paul Giamatti, Giamatti is terrific. Never in that seen movie. it, dude. If you that's like, if you like Giamatti, you got to watch the movie. You actually do, because it's based on a legitimate true story of a guy that was super undersized as a heavyweight and won the heavyweight title. Giamatti's excellent in it. Now, now I'm getting texts or uh, tweets from people that that are older that actually say
2: that they that there were people who thought the Rams were going to win that Super Bowl because of the movie. They were a they were a Cinderella team. They were nine and seven that year. You
3: know, Twitter... And it seemed
2: like it was kind of fixed for them to meet the Steelers and beat them in the Super
3: Bowl. I can imagine if in nineteen seven or in early nineteen eighty Twitter existed, Andrew Filippone is somehow alive. The Rams are a lock. Heaven can wait, and the Super Bowl can't. <laughs> Vince Ferragamo will prevent the Steelers from winning Super Bowl number four. Just money flooding in on the Steelers at that point.
2: Yeah, Breadman made fun of me for my picks. I would ask him to go look up my picks on Steelers games. This year, we do picks my formally, Steelers yeah. jinx that that stopped. I mean,
3: there are other jinxes for sure. I mean, I've we do our picks on our podcast page, which you can listen to. And uh, here's how well Pony's picks have gone. There's only one of the three of us who's clinched the win and doesn't have to worry about doing something shameful. And it ain't him. Nor is it Donnie for the record either. But you are in last place and you are in a jackpot right now because oh, I, I, I have some brutal stuff planned for you. If you lose, Jamie is on the fan. Hello, Jamie.
5: How's it going, guys? Hey, I actually called to talk about uh, Justin Fields, That's but fine. there's been, uh, been a, so lot much of news. More... a lot of news
2: <laughs> lately, Jamie. So fire away. Yeah, whatever you want to talk about, we're all ears, Jamie.
5: I mean, for a minute, I wanted to talk about Carl Weathers for about 20 minutes. But uh, I, I'll stick to what I originally called about, which was I'm a, a Chicago fan who married into a Steelers fan, or a family, rather. And uh, Did you warn everybody before? about Mitch Trubisky? Oh, it's, it's one of those things where we knew what we had. We, we knew that, that he wasn't going to do well. And then he fleeced us in a preseason game and it was like, Oh, okay. Maybe he does have what it takes, but it was, you know, it was fleeting. But the, the point is, is that Justin Fields has got all the tools. He just doesn't have an offensive line. He doesn't have a lot of weapons on the outside. I think. From a perspective of my indifference, because I, I do love the Steelers, but obviously I'm a Bears fan at first. If I were you guys, I would absolutely want Justin Fields on my team, especially for the predictions on you know a third rounder is is absolutely ridiculous. Con-
3: well they've got no leverage. What- that's why. I mean, everybody is pretty much knows now that they're going to take Caleb Williams. So that, that's, I think, the reason it's not at least a second for him. And it's no just one's going to trade a first-round is, is pick for a guy
2: that only has one year left on his contract. Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah,
5: that's the fi- the financials of the the whole you know system. You know, the whole deal is is what's keeping us. You know, like I, it's hard to gauge what Ryan Poles is going to do because you know the financials say you you should get rid of him. You should you know get a new quarterback and you know use that as a You know, I want to go back to something
3: you said, though, about about fields when you gave your initial take on him, which is that the ability is there. He just doesn't have the pieces around him. You know, it's one thing I will say about him that that from last year's this past year's stat line that does have me very encouraged about what he could become in the right situation. They brought in D.J. Moore and D.J. Moore put up big boy numbers this year.
5: Absolutely.
3: And DJ Moore is a is not like maybe a top 10 wide receiver in the league, but he's probably around that top 20. And he and Fields connected for almost uh 1,400 yards, almost 100 yeah. catches. He looked like a bona fide number one. So that would support the idea that if there's a guy out there that's very talented, Justin Fields is capable of getting him the football.
5: Yeah, I mean, and you saw, you know, an average, I, I wouldn't call him average, but, you know, above average quarterback with Rudolph hitting um, Pickens, you know, with these long touchdowns. And, you know, the thing is, is that for two weeks there before he got injured, Justin Fields was connecting with D.J. Moore for these long touchdowns with uh, Denver and Washington. You know, I had two weeks where he had eight touchdowns, and he was able to connect on those. And, you know, D.J. Moore and him have this, you know, great connection. But, you know, when you only have one receiver, You know, defenses are going to prepare for that. The fact is, is that he only has one true weapon. I think that the Steelers have two legitimate weapons, plus a fire move, and, you know, they have an offensive line. I think if I were the Steelers, I'd be salivating for this kind of thing. Um, And
2: that comes from a Bears perspective. Thank you, Jamie. Now I don't feel like a complete horse's ass for going all in on uh, fields today and saying that's what I want. I'm not, I don't, I don't. I think I'm going to get it, but I don't think it's completely off the table Percentage because of chance. Arthur Smith now. Percentage chance? Yeah. I'd say about 15%. I
3: think, I think it's probably less than that, but I think I'm, I'm mostly just of the opinion that Art Rooney would really have to have his arm twisted to even consider doing it. And, and then here's the other thing. We know that last year's draft was pretty much, like, all three of those guys, Weidel, Kahn, and Tomlin, all playing nice together and everybody pretty much on the same page, and Mike maybe being convinced to do some things he otherwise wouldn't have been comfortable doing as far as waiting on Joey Porter Jr. I wonder if all three of them are in lockstep here. Like, if they go and present a united front to Art and say, this is doable, this is feasible, it's a great risk, even if it's only for a year and it could set us up for the next 10, if we guessed right here. Mm-hmm. Man, how do you turn that down if the cost is a third-round pick? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today.
6: Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
2: Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing HVAC provider for over 50 years. The Steelers have made Arthur Smith official, and how about this? The Saints are hiring Clint Kubiak to be their offensive coordinator. That means two things, and both suck for the Steelers, in my opinion. Number one, that means Sullivan is back now because he interviewed to be the OC with two teams, the Raiders and Saints. The Raiders hired Kingsbury last night. Now the Saints hire Kubiak. So that means Sullivan's back as the quarterback's coach. There you go. Sullivan working with Kenny again. He's the guy who's tasked with bringing Kenny along. Don't love it. Number two, one of the things that people brought up about why it was okay that the Steelers hired Arthur Smith. Well, these other guys just don't want to come to Pittsburgh.
3: What exactly do the Saints have that the Steelers don't?
2: They told the Steelers, thanks but no thanks. Dennis Allen is about as lame duck as it gets there. Mm-hmm. That dude's hanging by a thread as Saints coach. You got the bloated Derek Carr contract hanging over you. They're $80 million over the salary cap. They're in. They're not in cap hell. They're in Dante's friggin' Inferno with the cap. And that's where Clint Kubiak is going? And you didn't even want to talk to the guy? Not good. You know, do you guys ever watch Family Guy? I actually will say... if they, you guys watch Family Guy? If, this is a grinds my gears moment for me.
3: I, what are they doing? I know. It. The only thing I'll say is if Clint Kubiak was one of those people they quietly contacted under, you know, under the radar back channels and he said no to them, that's even worse. Well, he's
2: a moron if he thinks that the Saints situation... But
3: no, that that would mean... Is he, better. Well, I'm, I'm only... Here we go. That guy who said, you only say mean things about Pickett and shoehorn them in. That would mean to me he'd look at their quarterback situation and say, as bad as things are with the Saints on the per- like the periphery of the roster, all that, I still look at who's in that quarterback room and think I can make more out of it.
2: Fair enough, but Kubiak's already had a situation where he went to work for a coach and then he got fired. He was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota under um, Mike Zimmer, Zimmer for a yep. year and then Zimmer got fired and he got blown out of there. He He had to go become a quarterback's coach again. You've already you've already lived that. Why would you go work for a defensive head coach who's on the hot seat going into the season?
3: No, I get but, it. I'm I'm just going to levy though what I said that you do have to at least consider the idea that if they did reach out to him quietly, they could have been rebuffed. I'll actually t- say though the shortest distance between two points here is kind of the one that I believe and that's that they didn't even talk to him. I agree the arthur the arthur smith part of this just becomes more and more clear by the by the day that he was their target from moment 1 which means everybody that ripped pony for all his bad predictions and there are many of them has to give him some credit for connecting dots very early in this process and saying they're going to zero in on this guy
2: 4129289370 thank you mulsey dave damichek has weighed in not on the steelers but on carl weathers passing away he ranked the five boxers from the Rocky movies. As actual, like, who was the best at boxing? Tommy Gunn, five. Clubber Lang, four. Ivan Drago, three. Rocky, two. Apollo Creed, one. Donnie, your thoughts? I mean, I I, I want to
4: say it's pretty good overall. I mean, we, we know what happened to Apollo whenever he faced Drago, but... But he was not in his prime. Right, right. Well past his prime, even though he did say he felt like he could eat nails. Uh, well past his prime. He ended up eating worms. Yeah, he he hadn't hadn't been in a match in a while, and Drago was like some twenty five year old. He was freak, 6'5", 260 pounds. Roided all the theroids
3: you could possibly yeah. take, and
4: he took them with pride. Uh, I think I think that's I think that's pretty close right. though. Um, I, I've got
3: an unbel- well I've got an unbelievably controversial take on this after thinking about it's it. It's hard to rank the top three. No, I I think he's he's got it all wrong actually. Dead serious. Five. Clubber Lang.
2: Didn't have the stamina. I would actually agree with that. Horrible cardio.
3: I've I've seen it thrown
4: out there. Like, what would happen if Clubber and Apollo had a fight? Like, it would be great. Apollo would kick his ass. his
3: ass. Mm -hmm. Four. Rocky Balboa. Five-seven. What's his head made out of? (laughs) Adamantium from, like, Wolverine's skeleton? The guy would have had CTE in his first fight. Well, Drago said he's like a piece of iron. Just wait a minute here. Three. Yvonne Drago, big, strong, roided out Mensa member in real life, Dolph Lundgren. So smart in the ring. The cerebral assassin. No, no, I don't like what you're doing here. You're taking this too literally. Two, Apollo Creed. One, the only guy who was an actual real life heavyweight contender, I know, but Tommy the whole Morrison. Thing, the only
2: thing Damaschek is doing is ranking them as boxers in the series of Rocky movies. Not what they were doing. I think do in Tommy life. Gunn
3: deserved better. I think they were afraid to put Morrison in the ring with Balboa. <laughs> they knew he'd make him look like a clown. Well, he lost
2: in a street fight. Well, that, that that's that was because they had to change it. The original outcome is they fought and Gunn, I think, killed Rocky in a real boxing match, and they had to change the ending because it tested so poorly in places like Philadelphia. They rioted.
3: Yeah, but they're used to teams losing in (laughs) Philadelphia. They should have been like, well, more of the same. Even our (laughs) our fictional athlete died at the end. Okay, but then if you include whenever they
4: brought Rocky Balboa back in, what, 06? Mason the Line Dixon. That that was a real boxer. No, yeah, I know. He was a
3: very good boxer. Antonio Tarver. Yeah. What a name, too. Mason the Line Dixon. Man, Tarver's probably got to be number one then for me over Morrison. You know what? Tarver basically ended Roy Jones' career as a serious boxer. I think
2: Dave gets it right with Creed, though. Creed was. The that, Muhammad yeah. Ali of his yeah. generation. Well, that's who he was based on. Now he let his guard down against Balboa,
3: but well, you, the problem—it's perfect to call him Muhammad Ali. He gets beat by Drago and killed in the ring when he—he's sh- way past his prime. We know Ali fought way past his prime. Yes, he didn't did. have. And Apollo
4: lost to Rocky because he wouldn't listen to the best trainer in all of the movies.
3: But that's Dude. not like Muhammad Ali, because what did he do? Ropa Dope true. against George yeah. Foreman. Who else beat George Foreman straight up? Let's bring it back full circle Butterbean? one more time. Tommy Morrison beat him. When was that? He did. He beat he beat George Foreman in Foreman's comeback tour. Foreman said he was a better boxer than Michael Moore because Morrison knew to like stay away from his power. I'd love to get the video of the Craig Wilfley versus Butterbean boxing <laughs> match. Where does that is that like for you? You you've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, they open the briefcase and oh, there's yeah. that shining light, and they never reveal what is in the briefcase. We ran, that's your briefcase. We you got
2: moment. me, Jalude. We ran into Wolfley's son at the casino a couple weekends ago. A couple weeks ago, Chris and I, and we brought that up to him, like, "Hey, we think your dad's the man. Do you remember him fighting Butterbean? Do you have any?"
3: Like he felt, I think he, videos of it. he was a little sheepish about it. I think he was, he was like, Boy, he's he, so young. He's in his he's early He's like, 20s. that was before I was born. Super nice kid. And we were just, we probably seemed like psycho fans. We were like, we you are. got any, you got any videos of your dad going in there with butterbean bean Chalooch?
2: <laughs> we're asking him about the world's strongest man competitions he was in. There is video of, of that. There we're, is? Yeah. There's a video. I remember
4: him doing like, uh like basically just like over over the head press with like a log
3: uh by the way morrison didn't just beat foreman he like routed him
0: old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex Oh, <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here
6: your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived
3: spring Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now,
4: during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call
3: 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.
2: It's time for What Would Pony and Muller Do? Once we get this thing rolling here, we'll put the question out there, the bat signal out there in the morning, the days we do this, and you can tweet us or email us or text us in your situations, your hypotheticals, your scenarios. What would Pony and Muller do? And it's brought to you by the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia. See what they can do for you. Got a couple here. First one, this is a breaking one. Jim Leland has picked the hat he will wear or the logo he will wear on his uh, plaque. The logo on his cap on his plaque at the Hall of Fame. Baseball players have caps on and their plaques. They usually have the team logo on there.
3: Did he go with the Rob Lowe route and just pick the Major League Baseball logo? What
2: would Pony and Muller do if they were in... Jim Leland shoes which logo
3: would you go with The problem here is just that the Marlins is the pinnacle of his career as far as success But it was just such a slap together like fire sale after Man I might you know what I might take the Tigers cap How, how long was he there He
2: was there for eight years. They went to the World Series in his first year there
3: in 06. I'd want him, for sentimental reasons, to go in with the Pirates cap on. But I'm not... He had had three great years with the Pirates. How many great years with the Tigers, would we say? Two World Series appearances. So probably better success with the Tigers than he has the most success in 97 with the Marlins. I'd go in as a Tiger. Donnie, what would you do? What would... This is a tough what would, call. What
2: would Donnie do? Jim Leland, what logo's on your cap on your Hall of Fame plaque?
4: I mean, I, I think if he holds the the World Series title with more weight, I think that's what you'd do. Florida. Oddly enough, like that would seem like the, the last choice for a lot of people,
3: probably, but he only like he has... Wanted-
4: he won it with them. He
3: only he has got close a, a career-winning um, record with one of his, his four teams. Three losing records for his career with the Pirates, Marlins, and Rockies in balance, and then he's 540 winning percentage with the Tigers.
2: Well, this goes back to what we were talking about with the Steelers quarterback discussion. What's Justin Fields' record? It's 10-28. and 28. Oh, he sucks as a quarterback. All right, Brainiac. So does that mean you think Jim Leland was a— uh, crappy Pirates manager because his record was 851 and 863 you know I'm not saying that no I'm just talking more to the Hoy Poloy out there that's getting on poor you
3: oh, your Hoy and your polloi
2: for uh for us talking about Justin Fields today 851 and 863 he's 12 games under 500 I'd put a Pirates logo on and I'm not pandering because I think that's what he, who he's most synonymous with
3: He's most synonymous with the like a crowd that's our age and older with the Pirates, but then if you're, not that baseball has a ton of young fans, but the average younger baseball fan I think knows him more as manager of the Detroit Tigers. If you are, for example, let's say you're 30 years old, so you were born in 94. You weren't aware of the Marlins winning it in 97, really. You start getting into sports, you know of Jim Leland, you see highlight clips in Florida... But you know him as the Detroit Tigers manager. Yeah, but I'm not picking my. The, he shouldn't have to pick the logo on
2: his on his plaque to appease younger fans or people that are
3: well, somebody than involved us. with baseball should it's, do something to appease those fans. It's the
2: it's the entire it's, it's the body
3: of work. Here. Yeah, it's his body
2: of work, man. It's more than a decade with the Pirates. He went to. Three
3: straight NLCSs, three straight division championships, turned the franchise around. I think it's a pirate, man. So Donnie says. Mar- so we're all three split here. No one said Rockies though for that one memorable seventy-two and ninety year trick question. He's not putting a logo on it. <laughs> kind well, of thought I, that I, might I be. The I case. did know
4: that. I knew that he wasn't. putting on oh, it. See, a logo I try on.
3: to go in blind on these things, which I did there. All right, more. What, what would, if he did the Rob Lowe and just put the Major League Baseball should. insignia, man? I would respect baseball. it. We right, just wrote Jim
2: across the front. More what would Pony and Muller do. This is a real life scenario from one of our listeners. Okay. They won Super Bowl tickets. They won a pair of Super Bowl tickets in a contest. Two tickets. They've got the flight booked. They've got the hotel room booked for Vegas. Okay. Their tickets right now are going for ten grand. A piece. Let me double check that. They should be I bet it's ten grand a piece. Let me double check that now here. Okay, so let's just start with the bigger number then to make it easier to make it easier and then we'll work our way. If you're ten thousand dollars a piece and you can make twenty thousand dollars on your tickets, mm-hmm. what do you do? you go to the game? This person, this person has never been to the Super Bowl before. Do they have a dog in the fight? No, they're not a fan of either team.
3: Sell, sell,
2: easy. Do you keep the trip and you go out to Vegas sure. and you still go use out use some there? of the
3: twenty grand you made in profit there and have a nice time in Vegas? Use a, use like two thousand dollars for whatever you're going to do out there.
4: Well, now that makes me wonder. What do you think they could get for the whole whole shebang? They can get twenty k.
2: Yeah, but you can't se- you can't sell your flight. No, you can't I mean. Sell your-
3: I, seats on a plane I'm selling Oh, no, That's true I'm selling I'd rather watch the game In like a Vegas bar anyway The thing is I feel like all the VIP experiences And stuff in Vegas To watch the game out there Are probably all sold out Any, any uh, Yeah I mean Any big fight That they have out there If you try to watch all it In a bar the sports books Spots they, are filled yeah. I mean that's been For probably a year Probably yeah I'd still sell 20 grand is 20 grand Buy oh, yeah. yourself something nice I don't think I'd want to go out there though, and then
2: not experience the game. If I'm going to sell, yeah, that's where I think it's tough. Like they, they pretty
4: much are going, like they're going out there one way or another.
2: See, I wouldn't go though. I'd cancel the flight
3: and I, whatever. Would you sell in the first place? Would you try to make the twenty grand or no? I think you're saying you wouldn't sell them. I don't think I would. Well, congratulations on all your success.
2: I've been out for Super Bowls. I've never stayed for the game. I don't think with the escalating costs of Super Bowls,
3: like wing prices, they're going up. W- oh, what, are yeah. th- what are the odds that I'm actually going to get to one of these well, the or Steelers go to one of these? The Steelers aren't certainly going to uh, be doing that. OK, for so you even if that soon. happens, the Steelers are in the Super Bowl. We don't. We're There's not no assurances tickets. that I'm going to go to the game. Well, I mean, of the three of us, you have by far the best chance of getting to the game. How so? Know the most people. Well connected in the corporate community. Well respected. That's not
2: going to help me get a press pass for the game,
3: man. It might help you with Certainly one Certainly better those, than us, too. One of those corporate connections might be happy to have you as their guest. No way.
2: Absolutely not, man. I'm not just getting somebody rolling out the red carpet for me to go to a one Super Bowl local, just
3: because. Somebody local here might take you that you have any kind Why of business wouldn't you relationship got, with. But
2: my point is if... If they knew the show wanted to go to the Super Bowl and they liked me, why wouldn't they buy extension like you and just want all three of us to be out well,
3: it there costs for it? It cost money to send the other two of us out there. They like us that much? Maybe I know, not. but they've got
2: to be a rich enough person where if they can afford to just throw me in, they could probably afford to have the two of you guys there
3: too. Mm, I think Donnie and I are sharing a look right now because we know how this would go. I don't think if the Steelers made the Super Bowl,
2: our station would get one credential. That's it. Because we've covered the team all year. And wouldn't it be this, for Jeff, that's probably? What I, it should be Jeff, it, it, yeah. Not only should it... It would be. It I would have to be. I wouldn't want it. I would want Jeff. Jeff is the person that has to uh, work his ass off to be around the team all year. I wouldn't want to just
3: parachute in and Yeah, it's got to be the guy that, that opportunity did the leg for him. him. Yeah. The last time the team went, Colony was there. I think they sent Seibel Starkey there. I and don't think they... That were. was where the, the Colony snoring uh, video came from. I just from. feel
4: like it would. I mean...
3: Like th- that's, I still feel like it was so
4: much easier back then, though. I don't think like, a- it, it still felt like it was actually an event for the fans, what? whereas now it's just a it, corporate. It might as well be like a, yeah, and celebrity event. Do you
2: think that all three of those guys were in the were in the press box for that game? Yeah, I have a hard I time like, believing I think that Jim. Jim was okay, and if Joe was, he probably got it through the newspaper,
3: right? Man, what did Seibel do? No, I was gonna say something mean there, but I won't.
2: Probably walking up to people asking if he could sniff
3: their armpits. It was along that line. What? Yeah, he used to oh, do that. Donnie, you really missed out in the early days of the station. Some he would real, do that. Some real gems populated this building.
2: Remember how mad he got at me when I called him up for being a Bengals fan?
3: One of the funniest <laughs> things that's ever happened. You know, and you did it so casually. You're a Bengals fan, John. The subject of my Bengals fandom has never before oh, been broached some, on the air. It was a colossal So, Okay, do did,
4: did, did we think he went a couple of years ago then? If he's a Bengals fan,
2: no, 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 no way, no, no, <laughs> no absolutely not. <laughs> no, I don't think the Dayton TV station sent him to the Super Bowl for that.
3: Although, if they sent anybody and it wasn't him, oh, can I just imagine the stink that would have been raised? So you
2: guys would actually sell, yeah, the tickets, and you would still go to Vegas, Chris, or you would not? I'd go to
3: Vegas. Alex loves Vegas. She does. Oh, absolutely. I didn't know that about Alex. Loves Vegas. She's a gambler. No, she'll like maybe play the penny slots or something, but she likes to wander around with an open drink in her hand that's like a 25-ounce drink. people watch? Yeah, oh, yeah. Alex's idea of a great day is just strolling around Vegas when it's hot enough. Because you know how cold it can get like in the off months there? Because yeah. you're in the desert. It does get cold. But she likes to go when it's nice and hot out. She's got like a 25-ounce white claw, and she's just strolling around in and out of casinos. That is like, if, if there is a heaven for Alex, she'll be doing that. Never Th- went there. She does not like New Orleans, however, Pony. Really? The humidity, the persistent smell of urine, well, which pe- I think is part of the charm of New Orleans. <laughs> Never great. went there either. We were talking about that. We we're Her friends were over a couple nights ago. Just Amanda's flying back from New Orleans right now. And her friends and I agreed: best food city in the United States. Love it. I don't even think it's close. Great music city, too. Great music, great, probably the most unique and true cultured city in the United States as it's far as it's, there. its local culture. It's authentic. And Alex is just like, "Eh. Didn't do it for." Her. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed when she said that, man, cuz I would love to go back down there. Quick story about the uh, Vegas, the
2: gentlemen's clubs there. Now this is a friend who told me this.
3: When um, you click on one yeah. of those gentlemen's clubs, they <laughs> send you pop-ups. <laughs> yeah. Pop-ups. If somebody uh, looks at
2: a porn site more than once, they get bombarded. My friend told me that. I yeah, would I, I would you know that.
0: about that.
2: Yeah. yeah. He had that on command. <laughs> you go to a gentleman's club there you do VIP it can get so expensive they don't want you to try to act like oh someone stole my my credit card right fingerprint you you get you're done you sign a piece of paper they get the ink out fingerprints
3: makes sense
4: yeah. good business practice they don't have any club eroticas down
3: there no, they do. You can find erotica-type <laughs> places for sure. Oh, yeah, you've got your erotica adjacents. They run the gamut, man. Your godfathers in Wheeling. See, but isn't that where the Spearmint Rhino actually started? Yep. Out in Vegas? Donnie, there's a Steelers-Raiders
2: game there. We've got connections in Vegas. we got to go this year. we got
3: to get Is you the, out there, buddy. I feel like
2: we talked about that this past season. I know, though. we did.
3: We Pony's did. been all hat, no cattle on getting you out there. No, that that's that's true. I did strike out this time.
2: And we have a well, why don't you and Alex get out there, too, now for Steelers Raiders? She'd
3: love Lennox, that. Do that
2: as a birthday present or a Lennox, Mother's Day gift. Ace. Mother-in-law, mom, The ace man would Dad.
3: love it out there. Oh, ace would be an absolute unit running up and down the strip.